Here we go. Today we have Leslie Urbas. She is a dietitian, personal trainer, mama of two, military spouse, previous military. Her heart goes out to CEOs and professionals to feel good in their skin. Her passion is to help those who suffer from lack of self-worth due to body image thrive so they can fully live in their purpose. She went from struggling to believe any of her business dream would come true to fully being aware that the universe is on her side. Welcome, Leslie. Tell us about how you became full aware of the universe is on your side. That is a very great question. So, so I'd like to say that, you know, it was, you know, graceful, like landing, you know, a three triple axle something on the ice or, you know, one of those mm -hmm. things, but mm -hmm. it, it most definitely was not. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I think I, you know, I, my, my late sister, she believed more in universal laws and universal presence and things along this nature that my Catholic upbringing, mm -hmm. not that she wasn't raised Catholic, but it, we definitely, although we were sisters, we were very, very different. Mm -hmm. She did not live by the same rules I did. Whereas I lived by those Catholic rules. Like these are the rules. This is what you need to feel bad about, what you need to feel good about, et cetera. And mm -hmm. when I started my business, I still was fully ingrained in those. And there was a moment in my business that I was working, you know, with coaches. I had hired quite a few coaches and I love all of my coaches, but I hired my coaches from a very much do, 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 do perspective. Like, yes. okay, just tell me what I need to do because I'm a great doer. I'm a yeah. great doer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was a day, uh, I want to say it was, it was really last year, like around March, April of last year when I was introduced to a different coach. Mm -hmm who taught me that I wasn't really thinking, that I was just thinking what my parents taught me to think. Mm -hmm. And I read a book called Conversations with God, mm -hmm. um, and it changed my perspective mm -hmm. of how I viewed the universe, of how I viewed every bit of my business, of how I viewed every bit of my life, motherhood, my military life, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I'd really say that was the biggest eye-opening thing that I had that happened was, was really learning that I wasn't thinking, I was just thinking what I was taught to think exactly. and that I was really allowing somebody else's rules to dictate my life instead of living my own life. As, as many of us can relate to that, I think. At least I can. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just you think you have you think you have the answers, right? So mm -hmm. so lots of things, you know. I was realizing I was, you know, a business owner who was living like I still worked at my government position, like I was still in the military. I was looking for the coach mm -hmm. that was going to guide me, that was going to be like this is what we do next. Mm -hmm. This is when we show up. This is mm -hmm. when we leave, right? Not so much show up and leave because that's why you become an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. But more so along the lines of, I expected them to tell me like the step-by-step -step that they did. 
And I, I don't know how many, you know, entrepreneurs that listen to this versus, you know, just people that really like you and what your message is, Mm -hmm. but it comes down to the fact that you can line up a list of things to do every day. Like if you look at my planner, I have plenty of things I do every day and I'm very consistent and I keep my word with myself, Mm -hmm. but the places that I wasn't keeping my word with myself was listening to my own self. Mm -hmm. I've always looked on the outside for the answers. I've never Mm -hmm. really looked on the inside. Like, you know, people talk about intuition. I don't even think I understood what the heck intuition was until last (laughs) year sometime. I'm sure I used it, right? I know we laugh about it. I'm sure I used it at times because, you know, you do have those intuitions. Yes. Oh, don't do that. Or like, there's a strong whatever. Yes. But when it comes down to like starting a business and really like, you know, you're doing it all. You mm-hmm. have to become aware of like where it is yes. that you want to go. Yeah. And I think that one of the, the biggest um that I've heard, um, and Jim Fortin, I don't know if you know who he is, but he he started to talk about how everybody tries to do themselves to death, but it matters who you are and who you identify as. Yes. And when I heard that, I was like, and I identify myself as a mom, a military wife and dabbling in this business thing. Right. I, Mm -hmm. well, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be so successful. And I'm going to do this. My identity wasn't that way. My identity didn't shift to that direction. My identity was all of my family's just waiting for me to fail or for my kids to get old enough. And for me to go back and take a job, like I should. Yes. Yeah. Back in the default, actually. Exactly. Back in the default. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like, you know, I, so when I first, when I first stopped working for, for the government, I did it from a perspective of wanting to spend more time with my daughter, which mm-hmm. is inevitably what pushed me there. However, I can remember back when I was in college, like, oh yeah, I'm going to make this as a business. I'm going to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because I could see that, but that wasn't, that wasn't quote unquote safe, right? We're taught safety, yes, yeah. but what is really safe? I mean, think about how many people were fired during COVID or during yeah. like, you know, the, like, I think there was a cycle in 2009, 2010, where a ton of people lost their jobs and yeah. like high up positions. Yeah. You're not safe when no. you work for somebody else. We just think we are. Right? No, you're not. Yeah. So it's one of the, in, in my know, opinion, I, you, you can yeah, only, I just, I, you can only find safety in yourself nowhere else correct correct yeah yeah and I I think it took me a while to see that you know Mm -hmm. money is not your safety you know learning how to make money is your safety because if you lost all tomorrow like if you got fired from your job or you lost your business the most important skill is how do you make money right how do you earn money because and it's not because money is the prize right but a long time ago, we decided that how we got food and shelter was through money. We were no yeah. longer building our own houses or hunting and gathering, right? Yeah. So because of that, that became that. And those were things that I didn't see. My value system was safety, security, yeah. mm-hmm. um, work for somebody else, work hard, work mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. Um, you know, be a good mom, don't yell support your husband because he's in the military and he deserves to get, you know, he shouldn't work that hard at home because he fights for this country. And, you know, these, these beliefs and identities of who I was really, you know, keeping me Mm -hmm. where I was. And Mm -hmm. I realized that 
I had to change that within myself mm-hmm. and really warp those identities to really get to where I needed to go. And if I continue to stay there, I'd continue to get the same result, right? Yes. It's, yep. it, it's working. It's working again on all those doing things. Okay. Well, this tactic didn't work to get a lead. Let me change to this tactic but I'm still the same me. I'm still believing the same things. I'm still drawing the same energy. I'm not changing anything. How am I ever going to get to that? It's not going to change. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't change. All I did was change, you know, some wording in a post or something. So those are really some of the things I think were the biggest. Actually, you did something else. Actually, you did something else in the outer world, not in the inner world. Right. Right. So that's, that's really how I started. Exactly. Like I was always transforming the outside world. Like, let me change this circumstance. Let me change this thing. Let me hire a different coach or look for a different copywriter or learn how to copyright myself, like learning skills, which I can't say that skills are not helpful because obviously they are, you know, I have a master's degree, so I have to believe in some way that was important for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But just because you have a master's degree doesn't mean you feel any smarter than when you graduated from first grade, nope. you know? Nope. Yeah. So I think, you know, if I could think about where I was even just a, a little less than a year ago, really, honestly, a little less than a year ago, when somebody said, I'm going to forget exactly how it was put, but it was it was about money. So it was about money and what I spent. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was a free workshop. It was a five-day workshop. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And on one of the days he said, if someone looked at you today and said, you have to spend $8,000 on your son or daughter for X, Y, or Z, would you do it? And every person was like, yeah, right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to not spend the money on the kid. Okay. Same question for you. Well, what the next thing from all of us was, what was the $8,000 for? What's it for? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because for us, we're not as good as our kids are. Like I, one of the other identity forms that I had was that I couldn't invest that much in my business because that was taking away from my children. But the truth is, is that that's just how I was led to believe that was an identity, right? I can only go so far in my business because my kids have to come first. They have to get what they need. I definitely can't put myself first. And that's coming from the circumstance of my business is second. And I'm not saying my business or my kids is first or second. What I'm saying is, is that I would hands down do whatever I needed to do for those kids. But when it came to me, it would be like, ah, you know, I don't really think that I need that. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. And that comes down to figuring out that, right. It comes down to figuring out my core wound was really that I felt unworthy, that I wasn't worth anything, that my Mm -hmm. self-worth was so low. Mm -hmm. And if, if I don't feel good about myself, I don't feel worthy how that shows up in how I sell, right? It shows up in how I, it shows up in how I represent myself. It shows up in how I, you know, speak to people about joining my programs and things like that, right? Yeah. So from an entrepreneur standpoint, from a mom standpoint, from even that point, like your kids are almost selling you like, hey mom, I want this toy in the store. So you pick it up for them. And then around the corner, you're like, hmm, we need to get some more of this, but do we really need it right now? Should we save the money here? You know, like, yeah. it's like, 
well, you know, we need something, but you're rationalizing. However, you just handed your kid the toy because the kid comes first or whatever. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a pretty harsh one, but yeah, yeah. it's one of those, like, it's just a reality that I had to face was that I wasn't valuing myself. I wasn't giving myself the ability to know that I was worth these things mm-hmm. and that I was worth learning and that I was worth, you know, growing myself and filling my cup to fill yeah. the rest of everyone's cup. Yeah. Um, and as you, you kind of hear my voice here, uh, last week I had COVID and, uh, that was one of the weeks where I was like, okay, this is challenging because my kids were with me 24 seven. I didn't feel the greatest. I still had some business meetings that I did keep and I kept up with some things. And at the end of every day, I was like, holy cow, I feel so empty. I literally feel empty. Like there's nothing left to like think about. And that's when I realized, wow. This is how I was living for so many months. Yeah. Even like, I guess it was like a year and a half or no, almost a year and a half before that. No, I mean, it would have been two years, two years since I had my daughter, about two and a half years since I had my daughter that I was living like that, that everyone else came first and I put myself last yeah. and that, you know, every little bit of it just wasn't, wasn't important, you know? And that's, I mean, all I'm doing then is showing my son and my daughter that, when they get to be my age, that's how they're supposed to be too. They're not supposed to care about themselves. Exactly. Right? That's um, what you're teaching them. Remember. Exactly. And uh, I can't, I think the book was called Uncaged. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. Um, I got to, uh, let me see if I can look it up um, while we're sitting here talking. I really love the book, but in the book, um, I actually didn't finish reading the whole thing because towards the end I had differing opinions, but in this book, she talked, oh, it's called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Mm-hmm. Um, in this book, she said something one day, her daughter was having a bad day and her daughter was in her teens, I think. And her daughter said, you'll always be here for me. Right, mom. And her mom said, yes. And when she walked out of the room, she realized I taught my daughter that I would be here, but I didn't teach her that she would always be here for herself. Exactly. And my daughter was about two and a half at the time when I learned that. And I was like, okay, that's going to be added to the things that we talk about before bed. So you'll hear Lily, Lily, my daughter, sometimes I will be having a bad day and I'll just like sit down and like, okay, let me just take some deep breaths. Let me just, you know, channel, get into my own feelings and think about it from my perspective. And Lily would say to me, mom, it's okay. Deep breaths. You'll always be here for yourself. And for her to reiterate that, and she still does. And she's over three and a half is great. Like my daughter knows her, like, like we talk all the time in the mirror of like, you know, I love myself. I'm confident. I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I'm courageous. Um, I can do anything I put my mind to. Um, she's learned that the universe is there for her, right? Like, mm-hmm. so when I was little, I was taught that money doesn't grow on trees and that it's, you have to put in hard work and you yeah. have to do X, Y, and Z, right? But I mean, the truth is some of the people that work the hardest have the least amount of money in this world, right? Okay. Yes. So as I got to learn that and expand that, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I totally see that aspect of all the hard work that my parents did and how they're not rich, right? They're not rich. And as they get closer to retirement, that's something that they have in their minds, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So with that in mind, I, I, 
you know, I've raised my, my daughter and my son, he's, he's getting in on the affirmation things now. He can't talk yet, but he does, you know, look in the mirror and point and laugh. So Mm -hmm. he's trying, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, he's only 18 months, so he'll get there. Um, But one of the things I do is when she'll say something like, mommy, it's almost gone. I'll be like, the world is here for you, Lily. If you want to have more, we'll get more. We'll, we can manifest it. The world is abundant. We'll get it. If you want to finish it, finish it. Doesn't mean we can't get more. Mm-hmm. Everything's there. Right. And like, so she'll, she loves to look at flowers and things like that. And so we'll pick a flower and sometimes she wants to pick multiples and I'm like, okay, well, let's let the flowers grow again so that way we can come back and pick them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she'll see the flowers grow again the next day. And that's what I tell her, you know, as long as you believe that the world is going to be there for you and that everything comes back to you, then you get it. But one of the things that I focused so much on, because I was trained that way, was that, you know, we don't have enough money. Worry about money, worry about bills, worry about all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. So as I was doing that, I was attracting back that exact thing. More worry about one, more worry about money, more worry about bills, more all of that lack, right? And I never realized how much I was coming from a lack and a victim and a, you know, there's never enough perspective until I think that day when he explained, you know, just like you would do it for your kid. Why wouldn't you do it for you? And then slowly I started to see all of these, you know, limiting beliefs that I have. And I'm like, goodness gracious. And then I don't know if you're like this too, but every once in a while, you'll be like, you'll say something out loud and you'll be like, oh gosh, I still believe that. Cause it was just like, it rattled right out of your brain without even thinking about it. And it's like, oh man, I still got that belief. It's still deep in there. I gotta, I got, that's one I gotta work on. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so that's, I mean, every day, like, yeah, it's like the challenge isn't to be perfect. Right. I love no. the new, you know, memes that are all about like 70% is perfect. A hundred percent um, is failure or something along those lines. I forget what it was, but I like that. I'm like, oh, that's so helpful because my perfectionism in me is really, you know, just me trying to hide who I truly am. Right. Yeah, yeah. Perfectionism is just you trying to cover up who you really are behind the scenes. Yes. So I, I always I, say, I continue to take that forward and continue. I, I, I always say, uh, uh, practice makes permanent, not perfect. That's a good line. I like that. It does it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And that's, that's, I think that that's pinnacle, you know, Mm -hmm. it's that every day I, you know, I wake up and one of the biggest things I think I changed for myself, and this was this year I decided to do it was, so I've been journaling, you know, here or there. And I started to every day in the morning time, uh, after I do like my morning meditation or self-hypnosis, I'm a firm believer in self-hypnosis to helping you overcome some of your subconscious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, after I do that, I sit down with my journal and my journal will, like I will include a couple of things in the journal and it'll be something like, uh, I'll start with my intentions for the day. I'll start with the things I want to receive, the, the gifts I want to give, who I want to be, the energy I want to hold. And I'll just keep the notebook next to my desk all day long, every day. So that way I can look at it and channel that into my day. So that way I'm, I'm able to remember. 
And the goal isn't to get better in a day. It's to get a little bit better each day to conquer where you want to be. Wow, that is a great ending. Uh, 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 I would say a, a great way to capture this, this beautiful story. Uh, I know you have uh, three takeaways for my audience. Would you like to share them? Yeah, of course. Um, so I, the first one would be, you know, learn to fill your cup up first. I know that's something that everybody says all the time, but I'm a firm believer, especially now in if you don't have anything left in there for yourself, there's no way you're giving to others. Instead, you're subtracting from them. Um, the second thing would be never give up on being a student. Be a student always. Learn everything you can, everything about anything, you know. I, I'd, I'd seen years ago about like moon cycles and stuff like that. I'm like, who the heck pays attention to that? Me now, <laughs> you know, like I'm paying attention to the moon cycle. So, so be a student, always be curious, keep learning because that helps. And then the third thing is really that journaling technique that I added, you know, set your intentions like you place your order for coffee. So I've, there was another person that said that to me once, you know, when you place your order for coffee, you don't expect for them to come back and be like, oh, we decided we weren't going to give it to you. But that's what we do with our intentions. We set them and then we're like, well, they may or may not happen. No conviction. It's your cup of coffee. You're just asking the universe for it instead of the barista. Uh, so those would be my three key takeaways for sure. And, and lastly, to fill your own cup, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much, Leslie, for sharing your story with, with me and my audience. And for now, we are signing off for the Feel Your Feelings podcast until another episode. Bye for now. Thank you.